Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Alright? was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick Mike's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. I'm going to, okay? Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. One, two, three, four. I thought that WrestleMania started Saturday. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Money Miles J, because when money talks, people listen. And welcome to a brand new episode, the podcast. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about the recently recent Monday Night Raw, the WrestleMania Go Home Show for Monday Night Raw. Uh, going into a little bit of wrestling news. And we're going to talk about the the one of my favorite WrestleManias, WrestleMania Ten. Um, throughout the week, I am going to be talking about WrestleManias either with a guest or just me going over some of my favorites. It's not in particular order. It's just talking about some of our best, our favorite WrestleManias. Um, the one I'm going to talk about today is going to be WrestleMania Ten. Um, I will be going over WrestleMania 21 with my sister. It's both of our favorite WrestleManias. And hopefully I can have some guests on and they discuss their favorites. Um, Before I get into all that, there's been a little bit of controversy going on with the Oscars. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it. We've seen all the jokes, all the memes and everything. And people were asking if it's a work or if it's a shoot, like it's wrestling. Um, I'll comment on it and then be done with it. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I'm pretty sure everybody's tired of it already. Um, So, at the Oscars, um, Chris Rock was presenting for, for Best Documentary. And he was going around, he made a few jokes. He made a joke about Javier Bardem and his wife will be nominated for an Oscar. And then he cut over to Will and Jada. And he made a reference to G.I. Jane. Uh, saying that Jada Pinkett is in G.I. Jane too. I can't wait to see it. As you heard at the top of the show. I'm just going to say this. Will laughed at the joke. He thought it was funny. Jada did not find it funny. The second that he knew... Now, we didn't get to see how the, how he reacted when he saw Jada's face. Because she didn't make a 
She didn't make a happy face. She didn't take the joke. But next thing you know, he walks up, slaps him, or or barely slaps him, and then walks back, sits back down. Now, if that were anybody else, they would have been kicked out, or security would have rushed rushed to the stage before he even got to Chris Rock. That's why people wonder if it's a work or whatever, if it's if it was real, or if it was scripted, because nobody, because there was one person that got, I remember there was one person that got kicked out because she was taking selfies. So him being able to go up and apparently assault a fellow actor is a little out of line. Yes. He was in his absolute right to defend his wife, but he was wrong on how he went about it. Um, if it was if I was if it were me being up there, I don't know how I would react. Would I have slapped him? Maybe. I would have probably took him to the side and say, "Hey, that don't fly. Don't do that. My wife, my wife and I don't appreciate it." I'm not mad at Chris, at Will Smith for for not doing anything. He should have did something, but it shouldn't have been that. Not only the fact that he would assault a person on stage, but in front of in front of the entire world, and you got to also think about the place that you're in. Yeah, I grew up I grew up in Virginia. And there's a phrase the VA don't play. Like we don't we don't we don't tolerate that type of mess. But the thing is, there's always a time and a place for it. You're in an area where you have to be professional. It is a it is supposed to be your night. He's winning Will Smith won the Oscar for Best Actor. And he did not conduct himself in a proper manner. The proper thing would have been to told told him afterwards or to got to him afterwards. Or he could have just said something. It goes to your maturity and being able to hold your temper. Like I said, he he was not wrong in wanting to defend his wife, but it was just wrong where he did it, when he did it, in front of live, in front of a live audience, in front of millions of people watching around the world, no way. I know Uncle Phil would not have appreciated that. He went up to he went up to accept his award afterwards, and he apologized to the Academy. He did a. I would say it's a non-apology where he apologized, but he didn't say what he apologized for. He didn't apologize to Chris until the next day. Um, He had posted up this apology, and I'll read it for you. The violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior last night at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about my about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reached and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of I was out of line, and I was wrong. I am embarrassed, and my 
actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I'd like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise glorious journey for us all. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. Now, that's as PR as you can get. Yeah, he made a mistake. He gave a written, written apology. It would have been better if he apologized to him and say, or even said that, hey, he he owes his wife an apology. But both parties were wrong. And comedians, and I'll say this before I finish up, that when you're a public figure, you're going to be out there for you're you're in the public eye you're going to be open to all kinds of ridicule jokes and everything you're a celebrity you should be used to it by now people may fun i mean they made fun of a lot of other celebrities whether they're sick or not they made fun of chadwick boseman while he was dealing with um while he was dealing with cancer people are going to do this chadwick boseman didn't go around Slapping people or anything like that. I'm not trying to compare the two. It's apples and oranges. But because that's internet and then that's real life. Well, face to face. But like I said, Will was right to defend his wife. But wrong place, wrong time, wrong way. Other than that, I'm pretty much done with this topic. Um, everybody can go ahead and do all their memes. I can do my memes and just make fun of this. So with that being said, let's get into some wrestling. Starting off with the Monday Night Raw recap. Monday Night Raw on March 28th took place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was in the, I believe it was the, what is the PPE arena? Or pronounce that. I hope that's right. Uh, let me PPG Points Arena, Paints Arena. Sorry about that. Um, obviously three hours long, as usual. It was dubbed WrestleMania Raw, just like how SmackDown will be dubbed WrestleMania SmackDown. They want to put on some WrestleMania caliber matches, and I'm pretty sure they did like some type of bundle with with Raw, with SmackDown. WrestleMania night one and two and all that stuff for the international people. So there it goes. Um, before Raw started, we actually did have a clip of. I'm not sure if Raw started before it because I actually didn't get to catch Raw until like a few minutes, to like a minute or two in, minute or so in. Um, I know there was a video of Seth Rollins meeting with Vince McMahon. In his office with the dinosaur head and everything, and Rollins being all crazy, of course, expecting to be fired. Vince tells him that he actually wasn't going to fire him. He wasn't going to suspend him. He said, "If you wanted a match, just ask. You didn't have to go all crazy about it and do all the stuff you did." 
He got a match at WrestleMania. And Rollins was excited. He asked against who was his opponent. He said, you'll find out when you're in the ring. So they want to try and um, hold off on revealing it as long as possible. And everybody's saying that it's going to be that it's going to be Cody Rhodes because of all the talks that's been going on and him actually, them saying that he actually signed. You know, if it is Cody Rhodes, plus with all the, um, all the hints they've been dropping, it wouldn't be too much of a surprise. Mm. So, with that out of the way, we have Brock Lesnar opening up Raw. He actually he actually said that he didn't used to talk that much. He always had Paul Heyman do it. So he said, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. I thought that sucked. He said you know, he actually said that he thought it sucked. I wasn't saying that. He, Brock Lesnar said that he thought that when he said that it sucked. But one thing he doesn't suck at is kicking ass. <laughs> Like Brock Lesnar is not that bad. He's he is a lot better than what he used to be. Um, he told he said that he was gonna take Roman on a trip down memory lane, and then he said that he was gonna take him. He was gonna they were gonna stroll the streets of Suplex City. He was gonna take him to see the Beast of Broadway, and then he was gonna take him on a carnival ride. He was going to ride on the F5. And nobody survives that ride. After that, they're going to be wedding crashers. Man, he, he's got this whole thing planned out. They're going to be wedding crashers. Because him, his belt, and Roman's belt are going to have a wedding. And they're going to have a baby. Which is going to be the unified championship. But Brock says that he's going to be the one with full custody. And they're going to announce your new reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal World or Universal Champion or whatever he said, Unified WWE Champion, Brock Lesnar. And his delivery was what really got in. Brock Lesnar has grown on the microphone a lot since his, since his old days. Shoot, even since he, when he first initially came back, after UFC. But all in all, that promo was really, really good. We had we had a match involving the women's champions in a tag team match. It was gonna be Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and Bianca Belair. But apparently Ronda stated that she was not gonna be on Raw and that is was that it must have been a typo or it must have been a mistake because she wasn't showing up. So that match actually got canceled. What we did get was a segment between Bianca Belair um, and Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair comes out to the ring and she is talking up about how, about her confidence, everything kind of, it's kind of a generic babyface type of promo, but the passion that she puts behind it, I gotta talk like Dusty. I gotta talk like Dusty Rose. The passion. That's what we're here for. The passion. No, I'm just playing. I'm not gonna do that. My Dusty Rose is terrible. The passion that she puts behind it, the energy, it was what really delivers it. 
uh, Becky Lynch's music starts to hit, and for for once, the baby face isn't stupid because she looked out into the rampway. She noticed that she wasn't showing up, so then she immediately turned around and caught Becky Lynch right then and there, right when she was sliding in. Um, they get they get into a fight. They start. They're not doing any wrestling moves. They're like just swinging their arms and just attacking each other. Becky Lynch has a pair of scissors and she's about to snip off um, Bianca's braid. That's when Bianca hit her with the KOD. And then, he hit, then she hit her with the KOD for the second time. She grabbed the scissors that Becky had dropped. And then she started cutting off pieces of Becky Lynch's hair. And I'm pretty sure that, I'm not sure if it's an extent, if it's some of the extensions or if it's her real hair, but she really did cut off some hair. And Becky Lynch was left in the ring just kind of kind of going crazy. <laughs> um, that was pretty fun. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was fun. It was better than what you it's better than what you would expect. We had Rey Mysterio going one on one against the Miz ahead of their their tag team match at WrestleMania. With the Miz com- with the Miz having Logan Paul accompany him to the ringside wearing Rey Mysterio's mask that he stole. Rey Mysterio comes out, Dominic by his side. And the match was the match was okay. It was serviceable. It was kind of short from what I've seen. Um Rey Mysterio ended up winning with a I'm not sure if it was a sunset flip or a roll up, but it was a quick pin. It wasn't really like um, a big finish because they wanted to save the big finish for after. Where Rey Mysterio takes... Actually, no, I take it back. I got it mixed up because Dominic wasn't with him. Dominic came up from behind and threw Logan Paul into the ring. They attacked Logan Paul. They're about to hit him with a double 619. He gets out of the ring. And then they take out The Miz with double 619 along with a a splash on the top rope and a frog splash on the top rope. While Logan Paul just stands out there watching. We have a, we also had a eight-woman tag team match. Um, That eight-woman tag team match, if I can remember everybody's name up in there, it was... It was Naomi, Sasha Banks, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley going against Queen Zelina, Carmella, Natalia, and Shayna Baszler. Now the match was a little bit chaotic. You had Corey, and you even had Corey Graves just going on and on about about Carmella for obvious reasons. Um, there was a little bit of dissension between the heel team of Zelina, Carmella, Natalia, and Baszler, where. Zelina wanted to get the wanted to get the win, so she took so she took um I think she took Natalia out of the ring and tried to get the pin. She ended up getting attacked by by Shayna, and then they then the baby faces start teaming up against Carmella, I mean against um against Zelina, with Rhea Ripley hitting the Riptide to finish it off. And Rhea Ripley pins Zelina the same way she pinned her last time. I mean, fold it up. 
in a missionary position and like we 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 know what she's doing she's doing that on purpose she knows what she's doing kids don't know but we do um so that's the lead into the eight that's the lead into the to the fatal four-way tag team match that is set for the women's tag team championships we had Drew McIntyre defeating Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss in a two-on-one handicap match. I did not even watch that match. I lost interest in that entire feud, to be honest with you. It's completely – to me, it's one-sided. Um, there's, I have no interest in Happy Corbin. And Drew McIntyre has dropped down from being the main event to being a lower mid-card or well, mid-card. And it sucks. But I guess they had to have. But I'd rather him be on the show than to not be on the show at all. Um, we also had um, Omas taking on the Viking Raiders in a two-on-one handicap match. Now, with that match going on, they're just trying to build up Omas as much as possible, and they're and I think that they're leading into. And they're leading into him going up against Bobby Lashley. Um, I think that match seems kind of it's thrown together, so there's not much interest in it. There's not much buildup. There's not much to it. Omos is a dominating force. Bobby Lashley is a dominating force. So you get these two forces that do not give in the ring, and let's see what happens. That's pretty much how. It, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the story right there. We also had Roman Reigns come out and cut a amazing promo. It was him, the Usos, and Paul Heyman. I remember he talked. He mentioned how how he's improved over the years. He's never beaten Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and that and that just eats away at him. So he know so he's ready to, so he's a different person than what he was. Now he's taking everything that Brock Lesnar's had and made it better. He talked about how he took he took his reign as the he took his um claim as the longest reigning modern champion and he and he made it into something. Then he took his advocate and upgraded him to a wise man. Like Roman has gotten so so much more comfortable on the microphone. He is so natural. He is very charismatic. He has gotten everything that he needs right now. He is doing he's doing amazing on the microphone. It is a huge difference from when he started. From back when they first had their match at WrestleMania 31. All the way up until now. It's like night and day. So, I got to give it to him. Then we also had the tag team, the tag team championship champions facing against each other. Rated RK Bro versus the Usos. Um, with Rated RK Bro winning by disqualification because you had the Street Profits come in and attack Rated RK Bro. And the fans were booing them. That's what got me. 
I feel I feel like they're I feel like it was because people maybe people were enjoying the match, but like it seems like the Street Profits might be turning heel. It's hard it's hard to say. We'll see what happens at the match in the match against RK Bro at WrestleMania. But the way that they've been carrying themselves in that when they challenged RK Bro it seems like they're they're slowly going towards a heel turn, but let's let's not count our chickens before they hatch yet. So that was Monday Night Raw and everything that's going on. Pretty much getting you a recap of just about everything. So I will be going over I'll be going over possibly AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. But we'll see what happens. Um, I've gotten this hugely, extremely busy schedule. A lot of stuff is going on. But we'll do what we can. Before I get into the next segment, um, there was rumor going around that Shane McMahon is actually going to be is actually being brought back for WrestleMania. Um, for those who aren't aware, Shane McMahon was back during the Royal Rumble where he booked himself to be in the Final Four and he had he had gotten into a disagreement with so many people backstage. And after that he was sent home. Yeah, got he had gotten so much heat on him. So to see that he's coming back possibly coming back is pretty interesting. So we'll see what they have planned. Maybe he's the real mystery opponent for Seth Rollins. Who knows? But in the meantime, that seems to be that seems to be it seems to be that he might be back, but there's no guarantee that he's actually going to be on the show. I knew he was going to be back at some point, but wasn't sure if he was going to be back this soon. But we'll go ahead and see what happens. Um, you know, it was it was a matter of time for him just to come right back. It'll be oh, I actually have an idea that when he when Seth Rollins is in the ring. He's waiting for his opponent to come out. And all of a sudden, here comes the money. Plus, playing. It's Shane McMahon. But then Shane McMahon turns around and introduces the next guy, which is Cody Rhodes. That would be funny. Be a nice little, nice little swerve. And you know how they love their swerves in WWE. So before I go... Um, I did want to touch on the whole Nikki Bella thing. Um, they were going around saying that she was saying said something kind of, kind of stupid or whatever about Vader, and I was trying to figure out what it was. So I wanted to make sure that I knew for a fact that she said what she said, how she said it, and things like that to make sure that maybe she wasn't mistaken. But it was on one of her videos on YouTube. She stated that that I'm. And I'm quoting here. This is from WrestlingInc.com. I'm also so excited 
that WWE Universe will be welcoming Vader into the Hall of Fame. Always get excited for men of that generation to come into the Hall of Fame because they have the most incredible stories we've never heard. She goes on to say, and I always love when those men take the stage and the women and from that era of wrestling that was so iconic and so historic. So I'm really excited for Vader to be inducted into our Hall of Fame and just to have his presence there and hear his speeches. Nikki Bella, obviously, clearly not knowing that he that the man died back in 2018. I don't, I think it's, I think that maybe she was mistaken or confusing for, confused for another wrestler from that era. But yeah, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, how to make that sound good. But yeah, she clearly didn't know what she was talking about, or she clearly had no clue that the man, man had died. Um, I, and WWE did have a chance to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Um, he, when he was trying to campaign because he was sick, he had went to two different heart doctors, and they both said that he only had about two years left to live. And that would have been a perfect time because he was mentioning because he was there. Um, he was telling some good stories when he was inducting um, Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen. In the Hall of Fame. But chalk it up to just having a blonde moment, I guess. So it sucks. And I wish that she had just checked her facts before she had said that. But anyway, that does that does it for this episode of the podcast, Four Quarters of Entertainment. I want to thank you guys for tuning in as always. I ha- I love all my listeners from all over the U.S., I got. I can't believe that I got listeners from New Jersey, from Virginia. I got listeners from Singapore, from the Philippines, from Japan, and Australia. I love all you guys. You guys are the lifeblood of this podcast. You keep me going. Let's know that I'm doing something right. But in the meantime, I will be back on, and I will be with my sister, and we're going to be discussing WrestleMania 21 from Hollywood, California. Until then, remember, when money talks, people listen. Be well, stay safe, take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time. Four Corners of Entertainment, bringing you the best in wrestling, movies, and video games. Available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and many more.